You're famous, I think. No. Something like that. All right, guys, let's do a show about that game. Wait, we just right watched. Now? Yeah, oh, right okay. now. It's going to be right. live any second here. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Winner's Lounge. Let's go. Let's go. Nuggets keep the win. 113-104. That sounds closer than it was. This game went exactly like we thought. Exactly. This game went exactly like it thought. It we should have pre-recorded the Winner's Lounge. Or we might have gotten it all 100% right. It would have been fun to at least try. Uh, there actually was some very entertaining stuff in this game, though. The Nuggets always give us something to be have fun about. Tonight, for sure they did. Gonna break it down with all of the fellas, including Brendan Vogt. Man, <laughs> football Sunday with the Washington Wizards. What a treat. What a treat. <laughs> Over here, I got D-Line Co. I know, like, uh, Aaron Gordon didn't eat. He nibbled. But he had the opportunity to eat. He did nibble. He had, he had a lot of shots. He didn't make a lot of them. But you know what? All the Nuggets are fine. Yeah. <laughs> All the Nuggets are fine. <laughs> they did what they needed to they do. They did exactly. They did what they needed to they, do. Yeah, no, you know, listen, Bet365 is never ordinary. This game was exquisitely ordinary. Exquisitely, man. <laughs> and then over there, the man with the wind in his hair, Harrison Wynn. Well, it wasn't 100 points, like <laughs> I predicted. 42 was an okay effort, though. Yeah? I mean, he almost got halfway there. Uh, good effort. I'll, I'll take it. He did leave a lot on the table, though. What do, what do we say, boys? Is it? Uh, are we giving him credit for it? Is forty-two basically a hundred? Uh, he he I, got his high-scoring mark of the season, so that counts. All right, Kale, put it on. Let's go. Put it on the screen. Let's, <laughs> Let's go. go. We got it. He also missed that five shots. He missed two free throws cue. as well. I mean, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> We got it! 42! <laughs> he we did leave a lot on the table. <laughs> there it is, just like Will. Just like him, man. Not oh, since man. Will. Um, I'm not going to lie. When he came out and had, what was it, 18 <laughs> in the first quarter? 16 in the first quarter? Yeah. I was, I was like, I, I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. I could see it happening. All right, let's get into the details of this game. Fast breakdown coming to you. Malone, tech right away. If you guys recall how this game started... Is there something to it? Malone got a tech in the first like two minutes because they did, they missed an easy call. I thought on Yoke, he was like, "We're not doing this today, refs. We're not doing it." Gets a tech right out of the gate, and then Jokic scored on the next like eight possessions. They yeah. were gonna single cover tonight. It was a choice they made. They have Daniel Gafford and Marvin Bagley. Who would you say did better on him tonight? Uh, what did you guys say? Who was, who was the tougher matchup tonight for Yoke in single coverage? Uh, it's tough. It's a really it's tough, tough one. Exactly. Real Sophie's choice over here. I don't even know Yoke, if I can answer it. Honestly, it's been a while since Yoke's been single covered to the degree he was tonight, and he just went to town on the block, and he reminded you that, oh, yes, he could score every time if he wanted. Uh, it's a Zeke night. We're going to Zeke, fellas, <laughs> off the bench. Murray hit a three at the buzzer. Nuggets up 33-24 at the end of one. Zeke, three fouls in a row. That was tough. In a row, three fouls. Two on, on illegal screens. One, to be fair, I thought was a bad call. One, <laughs> I thought he got a bad whistle on. Uh, Jokic has to come back in at the nine-minute mark, and I don't know if you guys caught it. Nuggets only up two at that point, too. They, the bench did not do well. Did you see Yoke's face when he got up to check in? There was a little bit of like, <laughs> How is this like, are you guys kidding me? I was just got here. I just got to the bench. You want me to go back out there? Um, Jokic dominant on both ends of the court once again. Nuggets up 52-42. Third quarter, MPJ and Murray threes to open the half. The Nuggets kept getting up 20 or 18 or something. They kept doing it. Uh, but the Nuggets were missing free throws, guys. In that third quarter, free throws were one of the things that made this game not a total blowout, only a semi-blowout. Jokic kept scoring. And in the end of the third quarter, back to Zeke. No, thank you. 
Michael Malone has seen enough. They were up 15 points. There was two minutes to go in the third, and they were playing the Washington Wizards. And Michael Malone said, I'm sorry, Zeke. You sucked in the first half. We are not going back to you. So he went to DeAndre. And you know what DeAndre did? Did just as poorly. The same <laughs> thing. The same exact thing. The he sucked. He picked up fouls. Nuggets blew their lead again, even with that group. Uh, Piwat did have two incredible blocks, though, in that fourth quarter. And he had a nice and none. He got the and one but missed it. Missed the free throw. Bench was not good again in that stretch. So Yoke comes back in, up nine, and made it look really, really easy. He didn't score as much as we would have liked. He looked like he was trying not to score after halftime. He looks like he's annoyed. He looks like he's like, are you guys kidding me? Like, I just gave you 38 points in three quarters of not missing a shot. And I have to come back in and close this thing because it's back to a nine-point lead. I think we need to start calling the bench stints, just referring to them as a a stench. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was one point in the fourth quarter where it was the bench, as in it was DeAndre and the other four starters. Yeah, a bench. (laughs) Couldn't couldn't get it done. (laughs) A bench stretch is called a stench. Um, Yoke goes to plus 20, though. The, he comes back in, and they they put this game away. It was never close. No. Nope. It was never interesting in terms of who was going to win or lose. You kind of knew that the Nuggets were going to win the whole time. But some interesting stuff happened along the way. Wind, what's your big takeaway? The Nuggets took care of business against the Wizards, and they've taken care of business against bad teams all year. Uh, last season, they were 24-11 and against teams under 500. This season, they're 19-3. and that's an important marker, I think, for just a mature team, a team that's won a championship and just knows what it needs to do throughout a regular season. I remember last year, you know, the year before, these games, sometimes they were close and sometimes Denver was dropping them. You know, Denver has had a propensity in the past to lose games against bad teams, overlook them, fall into trap games, just not take those opponents seriously. And this season, It hasn't been like a playoff level effort against those teams, but in the end, they've taken care of business against mostly all of them. So I look at it as a sign of just the Nuggets. They're a mature team now. They're they're a championship team, and they just know how to take care of business against teams like the Wizards. And that wasn't always the case in years past. I, I think that's a fair one. Although the only thing is, is would you say the Nuggets played well tonight? Uh, they played as well as they needed yeah. to. I, I, I think they go into these games knowing they just have to win. And I think it's it's silly to ask for them to give a Boston-level effort true. every single Can't night of the totally regular true. season. It's impossible. And it's also probably not a smart thing to do. It would be terrible. And I, I think you just have to look at how Nikola Jokic approaches the regular season and, and kind of lean on that. I actually think effort-wise... It was fine because I don't think this was bad effort. Mm-mm. No. Like Denver gave medium effort, and that was like, like you said, it was a, it wasn't nothing. Yeah. yeah. D line? I mean, to me, it's big fella, Jokic. Like a night like tonight, you just, this feels like the page has turned for Nikola Jokic. He like really, he was single covered, and he always will go through and punish that, but like he really looks as though he's gotten out of that early stage. We don't, hopefully ever have to talk about it again like he's just doing what is required he's hustling we were noting like he was running up and down the court he was giving effort um the entire time there, there wasn't any time where you're like come on yoke um the whole team was i mean the, the the real lack of effort came on defense i feel like for the denver nuggets but like again you know you, you only need to expend the amount of effort you need to expend against a yeah. team like that it, it is nice to see the nuggets just do exactly 
what you think they're going to do. They just go out. They methodically take the team apart. And it all starts with Jokic, and it's great to see. Yeah. Big fella is a very good one. I noticed the same thing. Did you? I thought that, I thought he was good tonight. I mean, there's like small things, but the big takeaway is the yeah, big yeah, guy yeah. Uh, being awesome. Yeah, starters came out with the responsible energy coming after Boston. <laughs> I like game. it. Responsible. Uh, and it's so actually they took one away from Murray. They gave one to Mike. So final breakdown here. Four starters had at least a steal or a block. Three starters had one of each. Uh, four starters had at least three stocks and three of them had at least four. Two steals and two blocks for Michael Porter Jr., one and three for AG, one and three for Yoke, three steals, no blocks for KCP. Jamal finishes with zero and zero. That Those two columns right there, to me, like if you just showed me just those two columns from the starters and said they're playing the Wizards, I'd say, okay, they won that game. Yeah. yeah they won that game. Yeah, you probably if you would have told me they were playing the Wizards, I would have said they won That's that yeah, game. Point. Yeah. You started there I think we all did see that. <laughs> looking at the but game, you're right yeah. with the stocks. It sounded good when I said it, but you guys are right. You're you all right, right though. Four stocks for AG, four for Porter, four for Jokic, three for KCP, none for Murray. But I mean, everybody, yeah, whatever. And then, three, and then also three for Paywatt. So this right. is, everybody gets three stocks tonight, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, my big takeaway: we've been kind of joking about it. The Wizards suck worse than I They're thought. They're so bad, dude. Because they have names that you recognize, you know. Unlike some of these teams that it's like, who are they right. playing? Like the Spurs. There's guys on the Spurs that'll play right. every now and then that I'm like, who is that? You know? <laughs> Even Detroit has had one or two guys where I'm like, who are, who are those guys? I know all these guys. Yeah. Why do they suck this bad? Well, you know them as bad players. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle Kuzma I know is like well, the, part of the few best core in the history of the NBA. Best young core. He, okay. he was honestly like, I mean, he would be the best player on a lot of teams. Truthfully, like Kyle Kuzma <laughs> does not. Told. Truthfully, Kyle Kuzma does not suck as much as it's fu- it's fun to talk about him sucking. But he kind of does though. But he, yeah. the problem is, is he's the best guy yeah. on their team. That's a bad. That's bad a good team. Point. He had 17 yeah. points, and I feel like all 17 came in the last two minutes. He had like back to back threes. He had some. Plays. I don't remember one. Honestly. I think he had like six points going into the last three minutes of this game. Um, no, that's honestly my takeaway is they suck. They suck so bad that I have to ask you guys. We've seen San Antonio. We've seen Detroit. We've seen Washington. Mm, this is tough. We've even seen Charlotte, who I'm going to throw in this grouping. Yeah. I honestly think the Wizards might be worse than all of them. I know maybe I it's just this. maybe this is recency bias, but when you see that their best defense strategic defensive choice tonight was to put Daniel Gafford on him, the Nuggets won by nine tonight because that's the number that they chose to win by. Yeah. That team, like I just I don't know that they're worse than the Spurs or, or worse than Dude. the Pistons. The, the problem with the Wizards is that they're they're at the end of the line. Those other teams are like at the beginning of something. They're like yeah, oh, at right. near yeah, a sure. rebuild, and this sure. is like th- this is as good as the Wizards ever got. <laughs> With <laughs> that's the group, right? Yeah, that's yeah. so sad. Like they right. are staring a rebuild in the face, and they are as bad as teams that have already started a rebuild. And it's they have nothing going for them. The, the thing about the Wizards for me is they're by far the least serious. Yeah. So they might you could argue they have more talent than some of those other teams, maybe. But they're You're less, right. That's what it is. They're less serious, and we talked about this together watching the game off the air and even pregame show kind of looking at okay 30th ranked defense in the nba like wes unsell jr was a defensive architect in denver how does it get that bad well you can draw schemes up till the cows come home but can your players execute them do you trust them to execute them why do you think Jokic was single covered tonight a strong guess is probably 
Can they even run a double team? Not even, not joking. Can they? I would have paid so much money for a mic'd up, unfiltered, uh, wizards behind the scenes like pass tonight. Right. right. Just to see what actually goes on in a wizard's timeout. To see what actually goes on in the Wizards locker room at halftime. I bet it's like silent. Yeah. Yeah, probably wouldn't be a very uh, entertaining mic'd up segment. The other thing that happened is, you know, the Pistons, this went under the radar because, again, it was the Pistons and the Wizards, but they made that trade for Gallinari and Muscala, which were like a service, at least one and a half serviceable players that they get rid of to send to Detroit. Like Detroit was embarrassed by their record, and Washington was like, yeah, we don't care, man. <laughs> like, we'll yeah, we, right. we can use these guys, but we'll give you them. We'll just yeah. end up playing Bagley. That's fine. Um, deeply unserious team, and not to be old man on it, uh, on, on anyone, because I think that there's less tanking than there was, say, seven years ago when it just felt like half the league was tanking. I think the NBA has nip that one a little bit, you know, to diminish it. But it is an affront when you see a team like this where you're like, what is the point of the Wizards, man? Well, they, what they, is the point of them? Why did they put this team together? Why did they go out there? Because now we have to talk about this game and all the t- takes feel so stupid. But part of it is like there's no, there's no like big target in the draft this, up, yeah. this upcoming draft. There's no Wemby. Yeah. There's, no guy, there's no guy that everybody's like yeah. clamoring to get. So now you just get the, you know, like you, it's, it's a complete crapshoot and you get embarrassed. And at least if you're the Pistons, you got one player, maybe two that you look at and you say, okay, this can be a guy on a good Pistons team. Who do you think is the two players he's talking about? <laughs> Cade. Okay. He's one. And, uh... Come on, Michael Lobon. Because I was sitting here wondering. I was, that <laughs> yeah. was what Michael Lobon was talking about. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> justice for Michael yeah, Lobon. Right. <laughs> no, and, uh, Michael. Thompson. Yeah, he was the other I, one I was Thompson. thinking. I love him, although they've kind of soured on him for some reason. I love him, but... Yeah. If you're the Spurs, you have Wemby. definitely one player. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I like Devin Vassell. If you're the Wizards, you got nothing. You have Koulibaly, who yeah. I think best case scenario is like your fourth best player yeah. on a good team. Yeah, it's rough, I mean, man. Like, they're not building towards anything right now. Like, yeah, Av- Avdia, who might be useful alongside other savvy players. Yeah, because yeah. he he knows how to play basketball. But putting him next to guys like uh, Kuzma and Poole is just futile. This is, I'm not saying this as it's a great thing. I'm not trying to, sometimes we make these comments on Yoke and it sounds like we're glorifying a benign trait. Yoke did not seem to enjoy himself tonight. He didn't seem <laughs> miserable, but you know there are players that go out, they circle this one on the calendar and they're relate, dancing man. and they're doing stuff like, Yoke just kind of goes out there, went 15 of 20, rebounded half of his misses. What was he, 17 of 20 you were saying the other, the other day when they played Wizards? Yeah. 17 of 20. <laughs> tonight he was 15 of 20, like basically the same Shooting. He also thing. had zero turnovers tonight. Oh, nice. I mean, how was he going to turn it over? <laughs> I, I know. I would have been pretty pissed off if he had one. Um, that would have been unacceptable. <laughs> Nonetheless, there is some stuff that we should talk about with Yoke, because I do think there was some stuff in here that I found pretty compelling to talk about. Even though it was against a terrible team, it revealed a couple things that I think will percolate in the playoffs. We'll get to that on the other side. Guys, if you're going to Vegas, there's only one place to stay. It's Circa Resort and Casino. Uh, it's Vegas's first ever adults-only casino. They've got the world's largest sports book. They got a gorgeous casino. All the tables, all the slots. It's you surprising could want. that no other casino has done adults-only. But they're right. You have to show your ID to get in there. Yes. It's it, also keep, it also keeps away the riffraff. 
The kids? Well, the kids, no, the general. The, you have to show your ID to get in. The people that don't have an ID. Well, that just gives them an opportunity to, to shoo away the riffraff. The riffraff. Gotcha. <laughs> they've got Stadium Swim. Uh, they've got a beautiful resort there. Uh, they have a great sports book, Circa Sports and Casino. You can get 20% off your stay with the code DNBR20. You can also download the Circa Sports app. You can bet uh, with Circa Sports as well. Download their app at circasports.com. Available in Colorado. Download the app today. And if you're going to Vegas, you got to stay at Circa. It's where we stay. It's where you should stay. Beautiful rooms, sparkling I got casino. two dates you should go coming up. Two yep. dates you should go to Circa. You probably know what they are. Super Bowl uh-huh. and March Madness, both right around the corner. Honestly, oh. A good, inexpensive little getaway. You go there for March Madness, and you just sit at the sports book where it's like, you look like you're in that movie Minority Report, you know, where they're screw- everything's a screen. Yeah, That's what it feels like to be there. Good <laughs> Victory Burger in Except one for hand. Nobody's trying to get you Ticket for a in the other hand. <laughs> Nothing better. Maybe you should take that trip to Circa because you're not trying to be in your home right now because you're getting new flooring installed because your uh, friends at Empire Today. Wow. The Empire Today, the famous Empire Today, wants to get the best new flooring in your home. Don't bother with the copycats, the stuff they're advertising. Empire Today, they wouldn't even dare carry it. You want the best stuff? And look, we know you want a good deal on the best stuff, but that's where we come in here. EmpireToday.com slash DNVR. You'll get $350 off new floors. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's not uh, nothing. Yeah, so if you're looking to get new floors, obviously you know you want to do it with Empire Today. Now you know you want to do it with EmpireToday.com slash DNVR. You'll get $350 off at Empire Today. 800-588-2300. Empire Today. There you go. Um, my take on Yoke, he was obviously dominant tonight. People always talk about his scoring. It's really underappreciated how seldom teams guard him to be a scorer, you know, like this. Everybody always talks about make him a scorer. He had 53, remember, against the Suns in the playoffs. More than Shaq ever scored in his entire life in a playoff game. Yoke scored more going down to the block. Yoke is a post scorer. This was one of those games that just reminded you that, oh, yeah, when he goes up against an average or below average defender in the post, the reason you send a double team is because you will get absolutely scorched if you try to guard Yoke. The post moves he did tonight were, honest to God, the moves I would do against, like, seven-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There no, were a couple of them where he just clinic. backed him and then went like this. Yep. Like, without – he was just like, are you – come on, man. And, like, borderline humiliating. Yeah. Too. Like, not only through strength, but then just through cunning where – Waits for Gafford to get up in the air and then just like ducks under. Him. It's like comical. It's just I, there's nothing more enjoyable than watching Jokic cook a lower IQ center in yeah. the NBA. It is just so enjoy. It's the best. And on his 20 shot attempts tonight, of course he did not attempt any threes. Why would he? No need to. I would have yelled at him if he did. Yeah. Like why would he even think about <laughs> shooting a three today? Um, like 17 of those shots were the easiest shots you can take in the NBA. Just like literally from one foot away, just laying it in. And your Jokic. There were a couple of them, though, that were insanely difficult. Yes. Touch off the window. The one he had off the glass with his right hand. And on those, you just ha- you just have this appreciation of like, he hits shots at... He hits shots that are so difficult so easily yeah. at a level that nobody else does, and it's just 
beautiful to watch. The one when he sets up going back to his right hand, but then he brings it over his head, steps through, and goes around again. You know yeah. what I mean? The spin yep. cycle. The footwork is just... Oh. Dude, that's my favorite. I'm like, is anyone else in the league even doing that on no. anyone? No. It's just so... It's so much fun to watch. And and I don't want to get weird with this. It's because it's... Like, we watched him be dominate, and he dominated. Dominated. But it was like jump shots, and he hit them all. And, like, he might be one of the best shooters pound for pound any position in the league. I, I didn't realize until I watched Jokic as a fan of the modern game how much I love post work. Like, I didn't know because yeah. it was a dying thing. Right. It wasn't. And watching Jokic, I'm like, when people say that's boring, I'm like, man, just watch the feet. This well, is awesome. This it's is, rarely as beautiful as this. I mean, that's like, a good point. if you that's watch Hakeem Olajuwon, you would feel that way. Like, Jokic had, there, there's such an art to what he's doing. There's a lot of guys, like, Rudy Gobert is not enjoyable to watch on the block. That's a good point. That's <laughs> I, a good point, Eric. <laughs> like, there's, Jokic is an absolute artist. And not only that, like, just said before, like, he clowns guys. Like, he just makes them look stupid. Like, they don't know what they're doing. It's unbelievable. And, and tonight was also just more confirmation that Nikola Jokic's goal on every offensive possession is to get the best shot possible. 20 times tonight, the best shot was him shooting it in the paint. Right. Because yep. that's what the defense was giving him. And, and so it's just more proof that, like, that's his sole focus every time. He, he's never tried to get his own points. He's never trying to, like, go out of his way to do anything other than just getting the best shot every time down the floor. 42 points tonight? Yeah. 42. 42. Let's pretty take, pretty much 100. Let's pretty much take a 100. look yeah. at his Rounding shot out, chart. Yeah. Let's take a look at his shot chart, you guys. Look at those two white ones. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, one of those was the end of a shot clock. He did a 180 with one-handed, like... Almost went in. Almost went in. But look at the shot chart, you guys. Seven feet? Like, what? The longest shot he made tonight was eight feet. Yeah. He had all of his makes from eight feet or in. That shot chart is dominance. That's... Uh, I'm going to... If you're going to guard me one-on-one... To your point, I'm going to get the highest value shot attempts possible. And those post moves, to your point, they didn't all start right there. But some of them, he just backed whoever was guarding him to under the basket and then just shot a little jump hook. Some of them, he would use some footwork to get them. But they are all just like he got to the spot where the value is the highest and made it. And there were also, I believe, at least two of these that he missed and rebounded and put back in and he, so he had one we got to go back and look at all of his misses man because he had yeah. the one where he was falling you know time was almost over that's that really was count. one of them do we yeah. have time to watch he four shots offensive <laughs> rebounded a couple of them like at least two he, so so then there was only one other or two other five misses. shots five shots jesus and he also got the whistle he deserved tonight like he go he went into the paint a ton and we've seen that before where he lives in the paint he's like 15 of 20 but somehow he doesn't have 40 points because he didn't get to shoot double-digit free throws. Tonight he was 12 of 14. Again, free throws not my favorite thing. They do help you win games, though. And we always say, can you imagine if Yoke shot double-digit free throws? Well, yeah, I can. It's 40 points and it's easy. Yeah. And tonight was, was that. Yeah. Um, Jamal Murray tonight got was, had his assist game going on. He had seven assists, five rebounds, 19 points, took 23 uh, shots. What was your read on him tonight, Wind? Well, it's just a little funny that he shot it more than Nikola Jokic did. <laughs> 23 to 20. That's just... I feel like he shot it from further away from Jokic, too. Uh, I think he that's, did. That's just funny. <laughs> um, you know, I thought he had some good moments leading the bench as well. He hooked up with DeAndre Jordan on a nice pick and roll. I remember that one. 
Uh, that, that's about the only possession I remember from the second unit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, he did some good stuff. Seven assists, only one turnover. Uh, he, he was fine. 39 minutes. Long that's, minutes. A, that's a lot of minutes, man. It was a lot. Yeah, he had a lot of time with the bench. Yeah, he had a he had a fine night. He had you know he 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 rose to the level that was required, and that was. He also nice. had a couple really nice finishes at the rim. Definitely, and I feel like sometimes we underappreciate just Jamal Murray's finishing ability. It's great, especially man. with the left man. He he had a couple just scooping, sweeping left-handed layups that were gorgeous. Great touch off of off the backboard. That yeah. being said, he did miss sixteen shots tonight. Yeah, yeah. He yeah a lot of- anecdotally, it felt like he got more shots off when he was with the bench. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the actual numbers to tell you that's a fact. That's how it felt watching it live, and in that case, I'm okay with it. Obviously, it's better if he hits the shots, but if he's going to be out there with that group, I think he should take shots. Yeah. So yeah, thirty percent isn't great, but seven assists, one turnover. You know, ultimately, this is really. Tonight was pretty simple. Starters were more than good enough. Bench wasn't great. Michael Porter on 8 for 14 shooting. Tonight was the bell curve. Yoke had 42. Porter and Murray had 19. KCP and Aaron Gordon had 11 and 10. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect distribution <laughs> from how you expect your shooters to go. But Mike went 8 of 14 tonight, 3 of 7 from 3. It's so funny, man. 3 of 7 from 3 again. I just, again. You're like, God, he left them on the board. I still feel like 43%? <laughs> Come on, dude. Just, uh, Murray and, and uh, Porter, for some reason, I just expect them to make every shot. Uh, 19.6 rebounds. What about, what do you want to say about him? Uh, another, it's, it's another in the line of a really solid performance is by MPJ. He's really turned a, a, a leaf. Like, he's really coming along to be the guy that you expect him to be every night. It's not like feast or famine, like it felt like it's been uh, in times past. Like, he, you know, he's doing not just uh, scoring, but he's rebounding. He's just, uh, you know, it wasn't a perfect game, but nobody really had a perfect game except for Nikola Jokic, who is a perfect human being. But uh, Michael Porter Jr., he hit the lock. That's good. We enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. We did enjoy that. It's just, uh, yeah, man, just solid. Solid game from MPJ. His mid-ranger is on yeah, point they, right that now. thing is man. wet as hell. They've been running that action a lot where he's just coming off that DHO. He, if, if he's open, he's shooting that thing for mid-range right now, and he's been on fire from there. Do you think it would make sense to go to more mid-rangers for MPJ? I kind of think they are, or it's not that they are. I kind of think he is. Yeah, I think the possible. angle with which he's attacking some of these DHOs and screens, it's not a, quite as often about springing open for three. I think he's kind of looking for that ankle to, angle yeah. to take one dribble in. I think one step in from three right now, he's 100% confident. So yeah. I, I think it's something that he can do with the angles and, and how he reads when Jokic looks his way. My big thing for Mike tonight, mid-range was on point. For me, it was defense. Two steals, two blocks. In the first half, he was all over the place. Had a good, uh, some great rotations on Daniel Gafford uh, at the rim or to prevent him from getting to the rim. And, you know, it's the Washington Wizards. It's You're not going to write home about anyone's defense, but... This I, I thought Porter brought a lot of energy on that end in what could have been a trap game when he wasn't feeling well. This true. This wasn't a trap game for the Nuggets. I mean, they did what they needed to do, so nobody really played trappy. Um, Aaron Gordon, 11 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double, two assists, one steal, three blocks, did a bunch of stuff. Four of ten. He missed a lot early, though. He missed a lot. I, yeah. I noticed every single one. <laughs> I noticed what every single one. What was your point, you 15. He didn't uh, get it. Uh, he, sh- he had enough shots to get yeah, it. Yeah, he, he did. T- 10. Yeah, he missed like an hour. It was alley-oop. a good bet, but you're wrong. He, yeah, he should have eaten tonight. He was served, but he just he couldn't. <laughs> it was, again, it was uh, Ryan Gosling refusing to eat his cereal. 
<laughs> when, <laughs> could, <laughs> he, but he's still like, um, you know, it's funny when you zero in on a player because you have a certain take or whatever. Like, AG played like a perfectly complimentary game. Like, he really like got in there, got rebounds, got out of the way when it was not his turn, hung out in the dunker <laughs> spot, like just did what was required. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, that's what I mean. Like, when you're focusing in on one guy, you kind of notice everything that they're doing. Like, he he just was exactly what the Nuggets needed, you know. Like, but he wasn't ex- wasn't exceptional, wasn't unexceptional. He was. Uh, I give him uh, a, an A, a G. I can't. I can't believe. <laughs> that was so bad. I can't oh, believe geez. I'm ten years late to the Ryan Gosling refuses to eat meme. <laughs> Love it though. To feel like I missed out. Oh, you absolutely did. It, it tickled us in the early uh, early aughts. This is like in college when I learned about Bob Dylan for the first time. I was like, how did I miss this? Uh, when AG notes. <laughs> His free throws in bad shape right oh, now. Oh, we should talk about this. It just looks like he's all out of sorts at the line. Yeah, man. he's his rhythm isn't there when he's at the free throw line. His his shot looks a little messed up. Um, I mean that that's the biggest question mark around AG right now. I think it's like, yeah, is that gonna cost Denver? In a playoff game, is his is it his shooting shoulder, his right shoulder? Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe since he came back, not from the dog bite, but the heel injury at the start of December. Yeah, he went like a solid month shooting seventy two percent from the line. Yeah, instead yeah. of fifty. And I feel so, like he's been streaky from the free throw yeah. line, and he's in a down yeah. spell right now. Yeah, I wonder if it's the shoulder, but you're right. Could be the shoulder. That would be a little concerning. I do wonder, though. I mean, look, last year, same thing with the threes. What did he shoot? Thirty nine percent in the in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. It's all of this stuff. It's like Yoke shooting threes, Yoke being aggressive, Aaron Gordon making free throw. There's all these little markers that the Nuggets don't seem to really be concerned about in the regular season, but they've proven it in the past. So, yeah. can you? Are you supposed to worry about it? Are you not? Aaron Gordon's free throw shooting is another one of those things that goes in that category because right now I would be worried about it if it was right now I'd be like yeah "Yeah, that's a real Achilles heel just keep fouling AG absolutely Um, Absolutely. and then KCP 10 points tonight look at his line 10 points 3 rebounds 3 assists 3 steals hell yeah plus 10 Plus ten, One beautiful finish on a breakaway layup. In that he it did finish, and that it finished. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> hung on the front of the rim for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it sure did. You have a KCP thought? Yeah, just KCP doesn't really take games off ever. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about guys who rise and fall to opponents, and you know maybe his offensive production waxes and wanes, but his effort, particularly defensively, does not. Fighting screens, selling illegal screens. Picking up three steals. D-line was all over it with that pregame bet. These are games where effort can win. And a lot of vets, especially around KCP's age, go, okay, the young guys will get us this one. (laughs) But KCP always takes it upon himself to play with that young guy energy. And that's why he's always going to be impactful in games like this. You know what else? Jordan Poole tonight. You know how many points he had? I just looked. Four or something? <laughs> I didn't check. Four. But I mean, I knew he had a <laughs> quiet he really? night. He had four points tonight. He one was of one of seven shooting. Somehow he not his low on the season. He had two points against Cleveland earlier this year. He had five <laughs> points against Brooklyn. He had 60 points against the Nuggets in two games of the playoffs. Anyway. How is How does he get away with this? <laughs> I can't keep getting Some away of the shots it. that Jordan Poole took tonight. Ugh. 
How is he getting away with this? I don't this? think he is getting away with this. <laughs> I, I, I think that the, the book, like, Jordan Poole, no one has lost more respect in the league than Jordan Poole. This but season. what I'm saying well, is we're almost halfway through this season, and he's still shooting these types of shots. Well, but, I mean, like, what is the alternative for them? I don't know. Co- coach him. <laughs> Sorry, Wes Unsell Jr. going even down batter. Jordan Poole and Zeke Naji are both going to be to make more money from basketball than like all but four presidents ever. You know what? Like yeah. we'll have made from their respective careers and lives and everything else. Two filthy rich guys that, that is put up some wild lines. Dude, the, uh, sports are in a weird place with money. <laughs> sports are in We're a weird in late-stage capitalism big time. Yeah, it's like, oh, just be happy the players are getting the money and yeah, not that's, the that's owners. True. Well, everybody except Jordan Poole. And it's every nobody but the players and the owners. <laughs> sports Illustrated is just closed. We, there should true. be At the end of the season, we should make Jordan Poole play a showcase game and... If he scores over 30, he gets to keep his money. And if he doesn't, we give it away evenly to the people. Ooh, I agree. You know? We just kind of give it back. Revenue like sharing yeah. to the rest of the players? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, not everything was sunshine and rainbows, what? you guys. There was a bench tonight. Dang it. And there were some guys we off gotta that bench. we got to talk about the stench. We, we do have to talk about the stench. <laughs> the bench did. It. That was good. That was pretty good. Dude. Uh, when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. If you've been injured in any type of automobile accident, cars, trucks, pedestrians, uh, give Bacchus and Shanker a call and don't pay them any money. Call them and don't give them anything. But treat them exactly the they opposite. They won't ask for anything yeah. because they only get money you only pay them when they win your case no upfront fees no fees while they work on your case only when they win your case that's when you pay them and they've won over one billion dollars for their clients they've got neighborhood offices all over the place denver aurora Englewood, fort collins they got the strength and power to win your case so give them a call 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free bacchus and shanker wins I've been having so much fun watching these Nuggets games at the bar lately. Nuggets crowds are on a good run at our bar. But if I couldn't watch here, what would I do? I would break into Harrison Wynn's house and I would watch the Nuggets on Fubo TV, where there's 140 plus live channels of sports shows, shows movies, just, and news. Just take his live. phone. What? Just take his phone. I have it on my phone too. Oh, it's on his phone. Yeah. yeah. I'll just steal your phone, dude. <laughs> I'll stream live TV from any device, any of Harrison's devices. You know what else I watched on Fubo? Fargo. Because yeah, hey. you, you know, I actually to admit this, I actually just recently cut Comcast, and it, I was, and it I w- feels so good. I know because I had both. I just ended up going with both, like I, a total yeah, idiot. Okay. Used to write off at the end of the year, but I finally cut Comcast because I was just so sick of them. I had somebody in my mentions tonight, total dork, because he's in a, a, you know, an egg name or whatever, and it was like, oh, I couldn't watch the game on my Comcast, and I'm like, dude, we're five years into this. Yeah, you yeah. need to learn how to adjust because the market has changed. But I watch Fargo. Love Fargo, man. It's on there too. You could watch Fargo. You could watch the Fargo. Colorado Shout out Sports Fargo for the lowest price. Thought it was a good season. And like Adam said, a lot of people might have a lot of questions how to watch the most Colorado sports these days. And you just tell them with Fubo TV, most sports, lowest price. I like that. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. That's us. Sign up, get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. I'm glad Fargo exists. It's one of those shows where I don't, I can't believe there's a full audience for it. You know what I mean? Like something, cause nowadays everything has to find the wide appeal. That one to me, like I love it, but I don't recommend it to people. Cause I'm like, you have to <laughs> like this type of thing. And if you don't. Well, we're in an area where you're allowed, everything is now niche. 
Yeah, there's, there's but this is like splintered. a big budget, though. You know what I mean? Well, I, yeah, I bet it's not as big as you think. But you're right. Like, you know what I'm watching? What? Traders. Oh. Have you seen that? I've never uh-huh. even heard of it. It's a with um, a D or an A I T. Traitors. Okay. Traitors. Okay. It's like a uh, Big Brother, but with like C and D list celebrities. <laughs> Yeah. You're watching this? A it's reality so good, show. Man. <laughs> you know, you know who's guy. on it? Michael Jordan's son and Larsa Pippen. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. Winnie loves junkie TV, dude. I uh, dude, it. I love trash TV. Yeah. Yeah. It does, yeah. It's great. And, and they're competing ben- for like 250k. Yeah, I bet you love that bench stint. <laughs> 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 oh, you gotta watch Traders, Kale. You gotta oh watch it. God. Like a couple guys from the challenge are on it. Give us your show recently, just so everybody gets to know our shows. Sometimes it gives your personality. What's uh, your show? I I'm very excited about the new season of True Detective as well. I actually I looks intriguing. I watched the they, first, always, they always look intriguing though. Yeah. I watched yeah. the first the first episode was very good. It's already out. Yeah, there's the only one episode out. There's a next one tonight. I'm, I'm my watch. Also, tonight. just finished uh, season of Winter House. Summer House coming. Shout out Andrea, my guy. <laughs> You got one you want to go Big shout Nuggets out real fan, quick? Just to no, it's like the I think you should leave sketch. I was like, I know I have one. I have one. I should have one. I don't have one. You don't have one? I don't have All one. Right, well, there you go. Yeah. I watched a lot of Broadway. Um, Let's talk about the bench. So this is not the game to complain about because there's no complaint. This isn't a complaint. But it is observation that tonight the bench had 12 points. 12 points. Two for Zeke, two for Peyton, two, three for DeAndre, three for Reggie, two for Christian. I thought Peyton was good tonight. Like, he did some stuff defensively. You know, I thought he was fine, although I do worry about him not touching the ball a lot. Remember, I've been saying this since they've gone back to the Murray-Reggie mm. duo. It just feels like Peyton doesn't even touch the ball. He had one of two shooting tonight, so yep. that's something to monitor. But at the same time, I look at it and I go, nobody scores on this bench till, man. Is this a concern? I mean, the, it's the Wizards. <laughs> they weren't scoring uh, on Kispert and Shamit. And Bagley, like Bagley's the worst rim protector in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it it's not encouraging, but like if you're worried about what it looks like in the big moments, you just look at last game. Yeah, that's true. And the the bench <laughs> is like just they just cut it. They just don't play. And that's just kind of it. Like um, that. The, yeah. The the thing though is when you've got Jamal out there with the second unit, Reggie has lost some of his shine. Because he's just not getting as many opportunities as he got earlier in the season when he was the only point guard out there yeah. with the second unit. And like if somebody is gonna score ten plus a game, if somebody's gonna score double digits off the bench, it's Reggie. You know, there Peyton will get there a couple games, maybe you'll get the Christian Brown ten point game. But if if Reggie's playing, you know, twenty plus minutes, there's a good shot he gets ten points. Yeah. But if Jamal's out there as well. He's not going to have those same opportunities and just not going to be in the same rhythm and not have the chance to get in the same rhythm either. You know what I think? I honestly think this, and I might have said this on the show already. I don't remember if I did or if it was just a thought I had. But I wonder if old guys are not good in the middle of the season. LeBron James, awesome to start. Can't believe he's still doing this. I had a theory he's going to play forever. He's actually reverse aging. Now he looks old again. <laughs> now he's just regular aging. Now he's just regular aging. Uh, Steph Curry, through de- all the way up until December, career year. Highest PER of his career, shooting 48% on 12-3. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Since then, he sucked. I just wonder if Reggie is 
You know, like everybody feels good when the training camp's over. They're like, man, I feel healthy. I feel the best I've ever felt. And then it's like, oh no, I feel old now. It's the old dog days, man. The old dog days. We're in. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's the old dog days. You're right. Reggie's had like two very different seasons. Like early on, it was like, oh my god. Remember, we were going to start a whole campaign for him to be the sixth man of the year. <laughs> oh, it was really uh, Aaron Gordon starting that campaign. But do you remember? Do you imagine, can you imagine tweeting that you think that Reggie Jackson is the sixth that's man of the year right that now? That would have come up. That would have been a little tough. To but that, that's kind of the Reggie Jackson experience and story. I think most teams that have had Reggie have had weeks or games where you go, hang on, could this guy start for us? Like, what's happening? And there are also games where he doesn't look very good. He has fallen out of some rotations, talented rotations in the past. I'm not all of a sudden out on him or anything. I just... Like, consistency for the level that he was playing at, if that's who Reggie was, he wouldn't be on the Denver Nuggets. So there's just a little bit of... It's okay to expect him to be better and want him to be better, and he hasn't been. But I also prepared myself for the other shoe to drop when he was playing so well without Jamal. Let's get to the real story, though. Be- oh, and then Christian Brown. We got to talk about Christian I, Brown. Because, yeah. look, he did the other stuff tonight. Six rebounds, two assists. He had a block shot as well. He was a game worst minus nine. And a lot of that was his offense, man. It's just so frightening. Even his defense tonight, he was getting – there were plays that he got scored on and even fouled guys on. It's like I just don't remember that happening last year. I remember him being a better defensive player. So I feel like even his defense has struggled. His offense – this of all the guys that we just mentioned, whatever you know, like you said. But Christian's the one where I'm like, I'm just waiting, man. I'm waiting for that stretch of five good games in a row. Yeah, wasn't it, tonight. I mean, <laughs> it's just been a disappointing season from him. It, it has. He hasn't taken a, as big of a step offensively as a as I thought he would. And the bigger disappointment is his defense has slipped. You know, he was hands down. I thought the best defensive player on the Nuggets last season, yeah, pound truly. for pound. Truly. This year, he's clearly not. You know, this year, you'd have to put KCP ahead of him. You might even put Peyton Watson ahead of you him. You definitely would. He He's not in that conversation, and, and that, to me, is, is the bigger disappointment. The one thing I will say is, like, Michael Malone wants to get Peyton Watson, or not, uh, Christian Brown going. He left him in for an extended period of time. He left him in in favor of Michael Porter Jr. for like a long stint and I took note of it of like okay like Michael Malone like wants to get Christian Brown going because he recognizes how valuable he is to this team he recognizes that there is going to come a time where you do need that Bruce Brown replacement you do need that guy that's going to just do all of the intangibles all of the things that that are gritty the things like Pete Watt talked about things that other guys don't want to do and he looked to get him a little bit going tonight and he it with some success i mean it is it's bizarre man it's i like i always the way that i always evaluate players is is when you're if you're improving like i'm i'm in always like if you're moving forward i'm i'm in forever until you stop and he's kind of stopped and i'm starting to get a little bit nervous about christian yeah, it is very concerning right now. How many games last year did he not play in the playoffs? Do you remember off the top of your head? Like one or two. There's only one he completely did not play. Yeah. And then there were... There were a couple where he played, you know, first half 
minutes and then not in the second half. So he only had three games. One was a no, did not play. And then he had two games where he played under five minutes. Every other game he played 721 or more, which to me is a full one full stint, but usually that's even two stints. Seven minutes, he wasn't playing seven straight minutes. Like that was two right. stints for most. So three out of 20 games. If the playoffs started right now, how many games would you predict he would play 721 or less? If the Nuggets played 20 games all the way, I mean, again, if they played 20, more or, or less than three? I mean, the fact that we even have to think about that is kind of scary. The one thing is he would probably be playing with the starters more, so maybe yeah. he looks... You I, mean, know, you're I, not I, I think he'd play not. more. I, I think he'd play more. But he's not so far removed from the possibility of playing in the first half and not playing in the second half. We just saw that against the Celtics. Yep, yep. So it's a little scary that he's still in that territory where, where that could happen in a playoff game. Yeah. He shouldn't be in that. What's funny is last year he only had six games where he scored more than three points. So even though he was playing, it wasn't his offense. And I do feel like – I wish I could see consistently his – defense because I do feel like his defense has slipped a little this year. Yeah. I wish I could see a handful of games of that because then it would be like, okay, remember last year he had uh, 14 games where he scored three points or less. That's more or less what he get just for being on the court that, for eight minutes. That's the craziest part, though. Like it's, I don't understand how your defense slips. I don't either. I, I don't get it. I it's don't know just what the, has changed. A, a loss of focus. Yeah, I I guess that's, so. that's the only thing it can be. I will say at least he grabbed six rebounds tonight, which led all bench players. And to me, that's, some of them were big too, like contested rebounds. And that to me has felt like a controllable factor that I wish Christian would seize. Like there's been some musical chairs with the bench, and when is he going to get shots that aren't just wide open threes? That's all fair. Uh, but I feel like last year there were there were two to three rebounds a game. That seemed important that somehow Christian came out of yeah. nowhere and got. He he made more plays last yeah. year. Yeah. The only one that's making plays defensively now is, is Peyton Watson. <laughs> yeah. Christian Brown right. is just kind of like there. He's in the way. He you know, he he's not he's not playing poorly, but he's not making any plays. You're right. It was the plays. It was just doing stuff, coming up. Diving with for a ball, getting a steal. Right. The rebounds do fall in that category they tonight, do. but you're right. It, there were other plays where he gave up layups or gave up and what, and you're like, come on, man, let, you can't can't be given. It's the guys that aren't that impressive of players. Um, so he's a, a storyline. Look, it's halfway through. A sophomore slump is real. It's only halfway through the season. I think there is a good story ahead for Christian Brown. Should he bounce back, I think that would be a good story. But at the moment, that's what we're banking on. The real sad sack story for the Nuggets is that tonight Zeke Naji no. got Malone dusted him off the shelf. It had been a while. And look, this is a tough place to be for Zeke, in my opinion. I'm trying to set the table here to give him some grace. It's hard to not be in the rotation than to just get a shot and know I got to go out there and do something. I thought that first illegal screen, like he gets a lot of illegal. He probably leads the NBA in illegal screen fouls. The first one I just thought was a tough call against him. The other two were not. This was so bad that Malone didn't trust him. To say that he's out of the circle of trust, that's an understatement. I just Malone now giving him minutes almost feels like is there anything he could do now? Let's say Malone gives him another stint next game. Is there anything he could do that would earn Malone shot? I feel like he's indebted in trust right now, like ten games. He would need to have <laughs> ten great games just to get back to even. Yeah, uh, he would, he'd have to have a good game. He has to play a good just game. One? Well, he has to. That's where it starts. Yeah. Like he he gets the opportunity. He doesn't play a good game. 
he had a couple good moments, but they were bookended by just t- bad moving screen, bad moving screen, bad shot uh, defense effort. Like, it's man, it sucks. I hate this. Like, I, I, I would say tonight it felt like Zeke was distracting almost. You know what I mean? Like, it's now to the point where I think before it was, is it Zeke? Is it DeAndre? We got DeAndre. We go to him. It almost feels like Zeke's out there. Oh, we're going to do the Zeke minutes now? And that sucks, man. I, yeah. I feel bad for Zeke because I feel like it's so hard for him to come back from this. It's going to be tough for him to come back for this because I, I'm sure you know, the Nuggets looked at this and said, all right, we've got the Wizards. They're <laughs> small off the bench. They're, they're, they got Bagley coming in. This is a good chance for Zeke. You know, yep. This is a, a clear Zeke spot on the schedule. Yep. And the fact that he did not come back in in the second half was jarring, was very jarring. It it was alarming. And it made me wonder. I have no idea when we see Zeke Naji again. I'd be stunned if he played again on this road trip. They've got the Pacers and Knicks left. There's no way he's playing against either of those two teams. You got the Thunder after that. I mean, I would not be surprised, you know, if, if. I could see a scenario where this is the last we see Zeke Naji this season. What do they do? Th- 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 that was as bad as tonight was. The fact that he could not come back in second half against the Wizards. I would not be totally shocked if the Nuggets just don't go to him the rest of the season. Do you think that means more DeAndre Jordan minutes or are we going to? I think the same that we've been seeing, like where it's a mix where sometimes they go to Aaron Gordon you know, in a big game. Oh, man. But, or in a big second half, if you know this or that, but it's probably just default. I mean, tonight was, I, I don't think they went to him for matchup reasons. I think they went to him because it was the Wizards. Yeah. And they were like, Malone just felt, tonight felt like Malone was like, it's safe, training yeah. wheel zone. Let's give Zeke a chance to earn his way back into the rotation. And again, it's such a short chance. He played four minutes tonight. That's why I say it almost feels, or five minutes, it almost feels like a distraction because you can't, expect Malone to give him more than that right but yet you know when they give him minutes that it's all a test right that it's like hey don't screw this up don't screw this up Ooh, three thousand in a row out and look like Zeke Naji, he's not this bad of a player he's just not yeah he's not he's not as bad as he's shown this season he's been in a tough spot he hasn't gotten a long rope like he hasn't had the trust of the of the nuggets and the coaching staff but um what happened tonight was was damning yeah, and, and that's all well and good, but I think we're all, we're probably all on the same page that even if, even if he does come back and play this season, how confident are you that it's just going to look different at any point? Yeah, because I'm almost at a zero. That's what I mean. He's over the hump. It does feel like he's over the hump. That sucks, man. That's a tough, tough, tough he's, spot yeah, to be under in. the hump. He's he's under the hump. Nonetheless. Let's pick ourselves up. 113, 104. Oh, they won. That's right. Oh, hold on. Kel, can, can you bring up the Jokic shot chart one more time? Just because I feel like we, we almost. Yeah. Oh, man. Look at that. Oh, that's beautiful. Honestly, look at this. Jokic had two baskets outside the restricted area tonight. The restricted area, not the paint. They were all in the paint. The restricted area. And they were toe on the restricted area. One of them. Looks like a delicious bunch of Concord grapes, doesn't it? <laughs> It does look like Concord grapes. You're right. What do you think it looks like there, vote? <laughs> I, I, I hadn't thought about that, but I think he's right. Blueberries, I'd say. <laughs> Target practice from a very good sniper. Um, all right, let's go to our Super Chat Scaly song. 
astray took the L, so Adam suffers with me with a two dollar chat. You took an L? He said he said the Nuggets would lose this game. Oh, oh, that's right. There you go. Tough L, Hell yeah, man. I'll suffer with you. Tough L. Why did you think the Nuggets were going to lose? Because you, in your mind, you think letdown game, and then you don't realize how bad the Wizards are. <laughs> yeah. It's also, most letdown games, you still win them. You just look like, you look and terrible. Actually, the Nuggets played exactly like they should have played. This is a game like, yeah, this is a game like if it was happening in, like, uh, November. Yeah. We yeah. should have. We would be nervous about yeah. this. Like this. We should have pre-recorded big takeaways tonight. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> just to see how we did. Honestly, the, this was not a grades game. This was a pass-fail class. You know, the Nuggets. It wasn't. They didn't yeah. underperform. They passed. Yeah. They didn't get a B. It's passed. C.J. Jones, a ten bucks. Sicko crew representing all the way from China. Hell yeah. Those MVP chants from Jokic for Jokic from the Washington crowd. Absolutely. Didn't, didn't hear those, so that's awesome to know that that happened. Give me that's a pair sick. of those three six ones, please. Yeah, <laughs> ship them over here. No, Jamal never beating the allegations. Also, I don't know if you guys hear the comms, but Marlo, as great as he is, is up to about three hundred and forty-eight wrong player names this season. <laughs> Tough scene. We didn't have the shout audio out tonight, to the yeah. sports Colorado sportscaster of the year. Yeah, that's the Colorado sportscaster Chris of the year. That's Marlo. our guy Marlo. We got to get him on the show with the Nuggets have their home. Big stand, dub for man. the sickos, I love Marlo. Says, you know. He's the best. Parth Kotak, craziest jerseys I saw tonight at Capital One Arena. Nuggets Jawan Howard That's, number five. Hell yeah! And an Enos Red. Uh, help me out, guys. Radovoyich. Yeah. Love Nuggets fans and this team and DNVR. That's awesome. Jawan Howard, number Red, five. Yeah, that, man, that is a deep cut. That is a great, like, that's where you're like, man, I got to wear a jersey. And you're, you <laughs> you got burned so bad that you just, you're like, I can't get rid of this thing. <laughs> the the Lions, Lions fans were so unprepared for this moment that one guy, very passionate fan of the bar tonight, oh, yeah. just grabbed his Detroit Red Wings jersey. <laughs> He's like, F it. What, what do I got? I've been that guy where you're like, oh, man, I'm going to a baseball game. I have a... Boston Red Sox shirt, yep. uh, and the Rockies and the Mariners are playing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not the only guy wearing it at yeah, the game. Dude. I'm just like, I need to show that I understand what baseball is. Jeremy J-Rock, Mikhail. Best Nuggets, uh, best starting five in the association. Go Nuggets. Nuggets. Man, I Nuggets. Would, you know what? Maybe on tomorrow's show, we'll, we'll talk about that. Mm. The contender. Because there's a lot of good five-man lineups in the NBA this year. The a lot contenders. of good ones. One won a title last year. Well, yeah. But one is the best uh, assembled this century, I've, I've told. Wait, which one is that? Oh, the Celtics is starting <laughs> five? This century? <laughs> uh, Wil Wilkie? Wilkie. On the way home from Capital One Arena, let's go, Nuggets. Let's go. So happy I got to see Jokic's season high with my father. Oh, That's oh man. That's wholesome. Love the show. Y'all are the best. You're, you're the, the best, best. You're man. the best, man. What no, else so wholesome? Best. Shout out Pops. Man, going, to, going to a game with your dad. Oh, an OG. Look at this. 20 bucks from an old homie, David East, who's back East, DeAndre Jordan. Appreciation Super Chat was at the game tonight, and we all don't appreciate enough what he brings to the culture. He was everywhere for the fans. He even threw a piece of candy to my son. And then Dude, rock you the got so DJ does this, and you yeah. got the candy. That's actually a dope thing. That, that cool. almost becomes a little side quest of going to games. Get the candy. Very we dope. start calling him by the way, David Literal East now. Literally, yeah. East. David East Coast. David East Coast. <laughs> David East Coast bias. Oh. James Jimmy Nuggets' biggest issue is Malone insisting on playing Jamal with Reggie. 
takes away Reggie's strength and takes shots from Watson's development. Honestly, might be something to that, but it's not going away, and the Nuggets need to figure it out, and won't matter in the playoffs. No, it won't matter at all. Won't matter at all in the playoffs. We saw Peyton Watson really rise to the occasion when we saw a true playoff rotation against the Celtics. Which was awesome. I'm still basking in the afterglow. Dude, that's what that. I mean. Like, have you? Oh, you were in here. Do you want to give that a, before we get out of here? Do you want to give your Boston Celtics takes? Let's oh. let's throw away this game, which fun in many ways. Let's go to the game that was supremely fun and rewarding. It what was, did you think? It was fucking amazing. What a great game, dude. That <laughs> that game like erased so many terrible games earlier yeah. in the season. Yeah. That game was the game that mattered more than anything and it's like most telling of where the Denver Nuggets actually are no other team in the association has been able to go in and beat the Celtics on their floor and they did it in Mm. a way that was so convincing I mean it wasn't obviously a big gap in the score but it was I did not feel as though the Nuggets were going to lose the game going down the stretch in the way that I was nervous about it with the 76ers like I said in the pregame show like that loss against the 76ers engaged something deep in the Nuggets it like reawakened who their their championship uh snarl and they their back their spine stiffened they did exactly what they needed to do and you can't win a championship shooting threes unless you're the goddamn Golden State Warriors the Celtics are so dumb they're so what? Dumb. Oh, dumb. dumb. I thought you said done. I was like, wow, we're counting them out no, already? They have structured their team in a way that is deeply unsustainable. And the, the live by the three, die by the three, honest, it happened in that game. That's exactly what's going to happen to them in the playoffs. I, my hot take here, did you, did you have something you wanted to build on that? Oh, just that Tatum was 4 of 17 tonight from the field. <laughs> Derek did. White, by not the again, way, not again, not again. We're not doing it. I'm just uh, telling yeah, you. Yeah, those just are just stats. Um, I will say, man, people always talk about coaching in the NBA as if it's X's and O's, and that is part. Missoula is like, you know, part of why the Celtics liked him, and part of the reason that there was like momentum behind him as a future coach is he's a very um, Maury ball player, right? It's like, how are we going to make the Celtics better? We're not shooting enough threes. We're going to do all this. Yeah. And even as a guy, he almost reminds me, you know, who he reminds me most of is Mike McDaniel. He kind of has a Mike McDanielness yeah. to him, this little, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where he's a little he's like, nerdy. That's so sick. Yeah, he's like leaning into the like nerdy because it almost—it's almost like branding. He's branding himself as the analytics nerd guy that all is like solved basketball yeah. and he knows more than you do. But why I bring up coaching is I feel like the real—the longer I cover this, the more I feel the real value of a coach is instilling a identity and culture to yes. you. And this is why the Nuggets are Michael Malone's team. Yes, they are tough. They are kind of pissy. Yes. Like they have like this to them. And I just look at that Celtics team and I'm like, oh, they're led by a Mori Ball guy, are they? Yeah, clearly. Because <laughs> that's what they are. And they beat teams a lot by 30 points because they went 20 of 39 from three. Yeah. And the, and they were beating Denver because they were like 10 of 20 from three. And the moment that went away, you know, you saw just this like weakness to them. And I just feel like Denver sort of undress the Celtics in that way as a team of like, they're really good and they can beat you. But they are also, like if you can strip that away, they're also not that. And I just feel like that, that's why I'm with and you. And the Nuggets two-point are, game. you know. And the Nuggets are. The Nuggets are both. Like, the Nuggets can beat you with, yeah. oh, my God, they're scoring exactly how they want every time down. But they can also beat you with, like, we got to get in the gutter right now and pull our teeth from the cement. And they can do that, too. Also, if Jokic ever f- mid-post faded away on Reggie Jackson in the fourth <laughs> quarter, dude, I would walk home. Yeah. This might be a little hyperbole, but Nuggets could go 0-38. 
the rest of the season. Oh, please don't even say that. They might do and it. And I would still have confidence in them winning the championship <laughs> after the Boston game. I, I, the Nuggets I are going to pull agree. the plug earlier every single time. This year, we're like, they're not going to do that this year. This year, they pull it actually yeah. January 21st. They, that Celtics win was all I needed to see. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly agree more. Now, they would probably miss the playoffs if they went 0-38, <laughs> like, but you get my point. Like we, we miscalculated this a little bit. <laughs> You're right. They do need to win a few more games. I'm really, I was running the map. They play the Wizards again, though, right? Oh, so that's 1-37? One, one <laughs> <in 37? laughs> They'd definitely get in that. Hit the Astro music, Kale. Um, I, I will say this, and I said it on the show. I don't. You might not have show. I wish you were here that one. Because this bar was unbelievable. I that know day. it man. was the best day of the season so far to be at the bar. That's that is the other thing is that the denizens of Denver, Colorado, have really looked themselves in the face and realized that football is indeed over, <laughs> and it is time to totally <laughs> turn the page. Realized it, right yes, now? yeah, because you can like draft off other players. It's like really like it's becoming true Nuggets season. It really is Nuggets and half season. And I'm just telling you, there was to your point earlier. I don't know if you guys felt this way. In years past, even in the playoffs last year, you know, oh, Lakers fan in the bar for the post for the playoffs, and you're a little mad, you're a little annoyed, like, what's that guy doing here? What an asshole to come into a place where you know it's all Nuggets fans to be the one guy. Now, watching that game, I'm kind of like, what an idiot. What are you doing here, man? Like, you're just going to get clowned. What an idiot. You know, that's how I, I mean, I get everyone's welcome. I'm trying to be too up. But I'm just saying, like, the guy that comes in here all Celtics out, like, oh, I'm going to go mix it up. And it's like, no, you're just going to be humiliated at the end because Nuggets are definitely winning. I'm going to make you raise your hand while I hand you a loser shot. Don't be wearing your John Havlicek jersey here. (laughs) Don't even think about it. You got to go back to the good old days. If I see one Bob Cousy jersey in this office, I'm going to go Hondo or who else we get? Right. If the Chief Robert Parrish is represented <laughs> the Chief, wow. even one time. What about the microwave, Vinnie Johnson? Look, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, he got him ready to go. 75 years old. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this game. The Sickos were welcoming tonight's game, man. Not everybody watches like, a Sunday is afternoon. There, is there anything better than the Sickos? No. Sickos are the absolute top people on earth. Thanks so much. Appreciate all the Super Chats as well. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Let's go. Throw us a like.